The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Six days after Peter said that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up, and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Considering that I'm in the eighth week of being dean here at Trinity Cathedral, what a week this has been. From the time we left our church service last Sunday to the moment that I'm standing here, so much has happened to all of us. Many of us were interviewed last Sunday by the Arizona Republic after church, while others on Sunday afternoon and on Monday afternoon decided to go to demonstrations at our state capitol building, while others stayed glued to their computers and updated all of us via Facebook And some of us prepared for phone calls and questions and on-camera interviews. Let me tell you, there was a whole lot of praying going on. (laughs) Prayers were everywhere. Prayers for ourselves. Prayers for people we know. Prayers for people that we met. Prayers for people that we liked. And prayers for people we found it hard to like. But for many in the congregation... We were brought together. We were taken to a new place. We engaged in dialogue and in conversation with our community. We engaged our baptismal promises. We ventured out of these four walls of this cathedral building. We felt a palatable sense of God. We might have been feeling also that we were going through deep waters in search of dry ground, 
but we found strength and perseverance and clarity, and we found one another. In some ways, we dwelled just a bit, just for a short time, in what I like to call thin space. Thin space, that's right. We hear a lot of talk these days from people searching for thin spaces. You know, the places where heaven and earth and earth and heaven are just a little bit closer together. Some people actively search for them. Others claim to have found them and they'll show you where they are. While other people simply encounter them and their lives are changed forever. But the reality is, thin space happens when we encounter transformation. When we encounter transfiguration. An English word we don't use in our common everyday language, transfiguration. Ironically, we tend to use more of the original Greek that we hear in our text today. The Greek word for transfiguration is metamorphosis. Anyway, transfiguration, that's what we're celebrating and remembering today. The church celebrates this event in the life of Jesus because the light that was revealed through Jesus to the disciples, that thin space they were taken to up on that mountain, that thin space between heaven and earth, it became a little bit closer that day because they were with Jesus, the Son of God. That thin space was so bright it overpowered anything that they had ever seen before. And this thin space encounter, this encounter empowered the disciples to continue on their journey with Jesus to his cross, through to his resurrection, and onwards for all of them in mission to all four corners of the earth. They literally changed human history. This thin space encounter changed them forever. And just as the disciples started to realize what was happening, they see this great light, and when they start realizing what's happening before their eyes, a cloud covers them. They can't see anything. And a loud voice says, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And everyone falls to the ground, overcome by fear. But Jesus, newly transfigured master, Messiah, teacher, friend, Jesus tells them to get up, literally to rise, to get up and not be afraid. Even though we can read this story in Matthew and Mark and Luke's gospel, the same story, only Matthew's gospel has Jesus touching the disciples, reassuring them and telling them, do not be afraid. Creating an open and welcoming thin space. As theologian John Calvin writes that in Christ, God made himself little in order to lower himself to our capacity. And Christ alone calms 
our consciences so that we might intimately approach God. Christ gently brings the thin space to us. Jesus, having had this truly life-changing, revealing, empowering mountaintop event in front of his terrified disciples, bends down to gently touch them, to affirm to them that not only does God see Jesus as beloved, but that as Jesus' disciples, God sees each one of them as beloved disciples too. It's a new encounter, a new thin space revealed, a new revelation that God indeed lives and longs to have relationships with Jesus, with the disciples, and with us as well. And that's why we're celebrating baptisms today. A voice from heaven spoke at Jesus' baptism and called him beloved. And we're hearing an almost identical message, an almost identical affirmation again today. So in a few minutes, we'll welcome new members into the household of God. And God in Christ Jesus, will in a tender and loving and affirming manner touch new lives by the waters of baptisms and remind not only the newly baptized, but rather all of us, that we continue to grow and live and celebrate becoming fully alive as beloved members of God's family. When we all gather in a few minutes to reaffirm our baptismal vows, we all fully participate in this witnessing and blessing and affirming this baptism, then we all once again get drawn. We get led by Jesus. We get drawn into a thin space where our own transformation and God's actions in our community, they begin interacting They begin engaging. They almost begin dancing because a whole new world of life in Christ is revealed. A whole new window of possibility begins to emerge, not only for the newly baptized, but for all of us. This is a real gift. We're transfigured onward into a new reality. Our lives can't and won't ever be the same. We can't be the same. Baptism is the dawn of a new day. And yes, a new day is dawning here at Trinity Cathedral. The epiphany season has shown us how the light of Christ is giving us a new charge, a new direction. As I mentioned in my dean's commentary earlier this week, the aftermath of Governor Brewer's veto of SB 1062 is by no means an excuse for us to flaunt victory. Even if we feel happy, it's by no means an excuse for us to flaunt victory. We are called to be builders of community and peacemakers, to seek peace and pursue it in the form of letting Christ help us build bridges among everyone in Phoenix 
and to proclaim a new era, life in the kingdom of God that brings healing and transformation and wholeness into a fractured and very hurting world. We are called by all that has happened over the past week to let Christ transform us, to let Christ literally transfigure us so that in our metamorphosis, we may reveal new thin spaces to the people of Phoenix, so that we'll reveal new thin spaces to the people of Phoenix. We may enable people who have never seen a presence of divine love in their life to see one for the first time, so that we might be those lamps shining into dark places continuously, opening up a space for light and love and restoration in the world. Bridge builders, reconcilers, love-spreading difference-makers. That's what this transfiguration is calling us to. Exciting stuff. To be thin space bearers. So that real love, blindingly powerful but oh so gentle, real love, so that all-consuming, non-discriminating, and never-ending real love flourishes. Amen.